Hey everyone, this is your friend, Brother Gary, with Hands Across the Border Devotional. I pray you're having a great day today. We're down here in Mexico, and so it's not hit 100 degrees yet. It's pretty early in the morning. So I want you to take your Bible and turn to Revelation chapter number 4 as we're continuing to do the book of Revelation and go through prophecy a little bit. Uh, We're going to look at verse number 2. Verse number 2. The Bible, the Word of God says, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And so, if you'll notice, we just went through chapters 2 and 3, and it was dealing with local churches there. And then verse number 1, it tells us we move into the third part of the book of Revelation of the things hereafter. And we see the threefold uh, way to break down the book of Revelation in chapter 1, verse 19. We talked about that already. But there was a trumpet blown in verse 1, and a door was opened and said, Come up hither. And that is a picture of the rapture. So all the Christians, those who are blood-bought children of God at that time, are raptured out because what's fixing to happen is the Great Tribulation. We'll see that here in a little bit. But all of a sudden, in verse number two, immediately, and they're in heaven now, it says, I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne. And so this throne, if you look in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, let me turn there real quick, 2 Corinthians and chapter number five, 2 Corinthians and chapter number five. I'm turning my Bible. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter five, verse six. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And so this is dealing with the judgment seat of Christ. We see the location of it. It's in heaven and it's for Christians only. It's for Christians only. So if you have truly repented of your sins, put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, been washed whiter than snow by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are a born again Christian and you will go to the judgment seat of Christ. Now, I want you to realize something. There's oftentimes confusion about this, but the judgment seat of Christ, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9 through 15, it's based on service, not salvation. Remember, we're not working our way to heaven. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 tells us, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of work. So if you're trying to work your way to heaven, I am 100% sure you're as lost as a ball in high weeds today. And so you need to be saved. You need to not put your faith in a church, not put your faith in your good works, but put your faith in Jesus Christ. That's why he came. He hung on that cross. He bore all of our sins. And so he'll save you. But once you're saved, we now serve the Lord. We're to go to work for the Lord now that we're saved. Not to be saved because we are saved, right? It's uh, it's the great illustration is my wife and I, 
right? I don't do things to be married. I do things because I am married. Does that make sense to you? It should. And so we do things because we are saved and we love the Lord. The reason you do things ought to be because you love Jesus Christ. And so we're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And according to 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 15, it's based on service, not salvation. And it says this in verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 3, If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And so you'll be rewarded for faithful service. Now, why do you bring all that out? Well, do you ever serve the Lord and you're going forward and you, you wonder, and is this really worth it? It seems like the more I do for the Lord, the less people appreciate it. And more times than none, they, they misconstrued what I'm doing. They, they think I have some ulterior motives. And really, I'm just doing what I do because I love Jesus. Well, when that creeps in, remember this. Maybe no one else appreciates it. Maybe no one else understands what you're doing. But the Lord does, and he will reward you for serving him with a right motive. We've all been there. We've all had people slander us. We've all had people say all manner of things about us. And, and uh, you know, if you defend yourself, you look guilty. If you say nothing, you look guilty. So the best thing to do is just focus on the Lord and serve him, and the Lord will work it out. I mean, your life will show whether you're doing it for the right motives, wrong motives, whether you really love the Lord or not, and just you just keep going forward for the Lord. And so remember this, one day this life will be over, and we'll go stand at the judgment seat of Christ, you and I that are saved, and he's going to reward us for faithful service. And that's the one thing we all want to hear, isn't it? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Remember this, you just look to the Lord today and continue to serve him and yield yourself to him and he'll reward you far more than this world can ever reward you. Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our salvation. May the Lord bless you today and may you keep going forward for Jesus Christ. Now look, if this has been a blessing to you, would you share this with somebody? Would you help someone else subscribe so they can continue to look to Jesus? Help us get the word out, would you? May the Lord bless you.